Thanks for tuning in to Start With Scripture, a Hesed Heart podcast. I'm your host, Audrey Grove, here to bring you scripture reading and application that can fit into your morning routine and your busy schedule. Learn more at hesedheart.com. morning, my friends, and happy Saturday. Yesterday, we saw that God's promise, His purpose, is greater than any human plot or plan. God is bigger, He is greater, and He stands by His people. And today, we're going to see what happens. We saw that this Roman tribune stepped in to save Paul's life. And he's sending him to Caesarea. And so today we're going to see that trip happen. This 70 plus mile journey all the way up from Jerusalem north to Caesarea. So let's jump in today. We're in Acts chapter 23 verse 25 and I'm reading from the ESV. Speaking of the tribune, it says, And he wrote a letter to this effect. Claudius Lysias, to his excellency the governor Felix, greetings. This man, speaking of Paul, was seized by the Jews and was about to be killed by them when I came upon them with soldiers and rescued him, having learned that he was a Roman citizen. Which, by the way, is not what happened. He he didn't just like rescue him. He bound him and was going to beat him. And then Paul was like, by the way, I'm a Roman citizen. And the tribune freaked out because he had made a poor choice. So notice how he's spinning that a little bit here. (laughs) And desiring to know the charge for which they were accusing him, I brought him down to their council, the council of the Jews. I found that he was being accused about questions of their law but charged with nothing deserving death or imprisonment. So really this tribune is conveying to Felix what has happened so far and the truth that the Jews are upset about Paul, not because of the laws and rules of the Roman government, of their country, of their nation, but rather rules within their religion. And so from his knowledge... Paul hadn't done anything deserving death or imprisonment. And continuing on, and when it was disclosed to me that there would be a plot against the man, I sent him to you at once, ordering his accusers also to state before you what they have against him. So not only is Paul going to Caesarea to see Felix the governor, but his accusers, some of these Jews, are also going there for this trial. So the soldiers, according to their instructions, took Paul and brought him by night to Antipatris. And on the next day, they returned to the barracks, letting the horsemen go on with him. When they had come to Caesarea and delivered the letter to the governor, they presented Paul also before him. On reading the letter, he, Felix, asked what province he, Paul, was from. And when he learned that he was from Cilicia, he said, I will give you a hearing when your accusers arrive. And he commanded him to be guarded in Herod's praetorium. So at least they are agreeing to hear him, even though they are waiting for Paul's accusers, these Jews. And we'll see here that they're coming soon. And after five days, the high priest Ananias came down with some elders and a spokesman, one Tertullus, 
and they laid before the governor their case against Paul. So these accusers are actually allowed to go first. And what's so interesting to me is that the high priest and the elders are the ones who are coming here. While most of this riot and the plot to kill Paul was actually constructed by some Jews that Paul met on his journeys that were not from Jerusalem at all. So it's just very interesting that the high priest is stepping up trying to condemn Paul when he wasn't even the one who was upset initially. And when he had been summoned, Tertullus began to accuse him, saying, Since through you we enjoy much peace, and since by your foresight most excellent Felix, reforms are being made for this nation, in every way and everywhere we accept this with all gratitude. So notice that he is really complimenting the judge here, Felix. He is really elevating his status and appealing to his pride here. Which, by the way, is really interesting because based on some of my research about Felix the governor, he wasn't a very good dude. He actually ended up getting called to Rome at one point for a hearing because he was acting so poorly. And apparently he was a very cruel governor and not a lot of people really liked him. So these are truly words of flattery. And he goes on, but to detain you no further, I beg you in your kindness to hear us briefly. Almost like <laughs> the thing that reminds me is like a teacher's pet, a brown nose, or someone sucking up to the authority just to get something in return. That's what it reminds me of. And he says, for we have found this man, speaking of Paul, a plague one who stirs up riots among all the Jews throughout the world and is a ringleader of the sect of the Nazarenes. Again, notice this almost like flamboyant language, going more for feeling rather than fact, because Paul wasn't the one who was stirring up riots. He was just speaking his truth and sharing what he knew to be true. And although, yes, he is a prominent apostle and preacher for the Jesus followers, the Nazarenes, he wasn't some ringleader. He even tried to profane the temple, but we seized him. By examining him yourself, you will be able to find out from him about everything of which we accuse him. The Jews who were with him also joined in the charge, affirming that all these things were so. So we see this opening argument from the prosecution, essentially. These Jews who are going against Paul, flattering Felix, appealing to his pride. And this is all in preparation for Monday, when a friend of mine will be here as we talk about Paul's response and how unique it is as he shares his defense while also sharing his own heart and his own love of God. So my friends, enjoy your weekend. Tune in Monday morning as we wrap this up and I will see you then.